Welcome to the Whole Wellness Method Show. I'm your host, Lita Sportel, and I have a few questions for you today. Do you tend to startle easily? Do you become drained in gatherings? Do you require plenty of hours to recuperate in isolation after increased social activity? Or do you sense how others are feeling or perhaps even feel it in your body? Have you ever been labeled as an overly sensitive person? Well, you may be an empath, my friend, and it is time to flip the script. Your sensitivities can now become your strengths. Yes, you heard me right. In today's podcast episode, Gilly Henson and I will be unpacking the conversation of being an empath. The differences between having empathy and being an empath, as well as how we can become empowered empaths. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this episode. Let's get to it. I'm Lita Sportel, licensed psychotherapist and functional health practitioner, and I am here to share with you mind, body, spirit, inspirations, practical steps, and life-changing tools to help you break free, so you don't have to spend the amount of time, money, and effort that I did to save my own life, and to create the life that I always dreamed of. It was a couple of decades ago that the doctors told me I had three to six months to live. And yes, it took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to wake up to the miracles that are really possible. I not only healed myself and broke free from what was holding me back, but I also found my place in the world, my calling, my purpose. I created the whole Wellness Method show and podcast to share with you the tips, tools, and topics that can help you do the same. If you're a sensitive soul, empath, introvert, healer, coach, people pleaser, or perfectionist who's looking to break free and heal, define your vision and create your purpose so that you can inspire others while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Electromagnetic field is how we're starting this conversation, you guys. Right. <laughs> going to be a powerful one so hello hello, hello. Uh, we are so excited here to be with you um, on a friday or whenever you're watching this live or on the replay Gilly and i have been wanting to have these discussions on empaths for a while now because we both identify as little empaths we are little empaths we are um, we're sensitive souls. We, we feel a lot. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of you who also feel a lot. Uh, a lot of my clients are this way. So I feel that um, a lot of you will relate to this conversation. So I told Gilly, I said, I want to have these discussions uh, monthly or twice a month when we can to um, help shed some light on, on this topic of being an empath highly sensitive person and even a star seed and what that means as we're moving along in this new new earth we're moving into this new experience on this planet and i have a feeling that empaths highly sensitive people and star seeds and all these different mm -hmm. names that we call all these different beautiful things <laughs> uh have a special part in in what's shifting uh, 
I feel that we all have a special part, whether we are an empath or not. But I want to kind of, I feel the need to talk more about the empath's special role in case they didn't know it um, and where we're moving collectively. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're whatever label you put on yourself or subscribe to, there's nothing wrong. There's no wrong or right. And there's no this or that. It really is all Mm -hmm. being an empath could be all of it, not just one. Yeah. Which is exactly how I want to start this conversation. So while we are going to focus on what is an empath, are you one? And what does that mean about you? So maybe you're like, I don't, I don't even know what you ladies are even talking about when you say empath. So we're going to unravel that. The thing that I want to start with, though, first is I want to frame this whole conversation uh, from the unity consciousness perspective as much as we possibly can. Because I know there's many teachings around um, the conversation of being an empath, highly sensitive person that could potentially come from a duality perspective. And when I say that, I mean that it becomes this thing where, oh, I'm an empath and, oh, you're not one. And, oh, I'm an empath. And, oh, because I feel so much, I can't be with you. Or you are too much of a non-empath or a narcissist or whatever we we label the other side, right? That's the empaths get attracted to. And then it becomes this separation conversation. Or it becomes this, I need to protect myself from the ego perspective. I need to protect myself. Like I'm at a, a, a whim of you. I'm a victim mm-hmm. of your energy that's not sweet and gentle like mine. Like I am so empathic. Look at me. I'm so sensitive. You are so dominant. Your energy is so loud. I'm a victim of your big energy. Therefore, I need to protect myself. In the books and and the courses and the things that I've been exposed to that talk about this conversation, at times I feel a little bit that they reinforce separation, Mm -hmm. that they reinforce this role of the empath being the victim or, or the one that needs protection and the others that are the victimizers of the empath. I don't want to talk about this this way. I want to talk about this as we're all, we all feel, we all have a side of us that's empathic. And then some of us have energetically speaking and neurologically speaking, our nervous system is more wired to feel more deeply, thus our extra sensitivity. And we need to, it would be good to take certain measures or use certain tools to navigate this physical experience a lot smoother. So it's more of a working within our oneness of how each person can use their gifts and and use tools to become even more empowered versus how I'm going to use a label to now have this group of empaths over here and the group of non-empaths over there that we need to right protect ourselves from. 
So I don't know if this is making sense, Gilly. I know you and I have, have already talked about this and, and we're both very much on the same page with that. But have you noticed at times that it could go the other way and that that's not what we're intending to do here? Yeah, I do see that often. And I've probably also experienced it myself. You know, separation is how we're ingrained, right? It's how we're indoctrinated. That's what we think about me and then the other instead of us. Um, But we're all sharing the same space, the same earth. And it, you know, utopia. Oh, can't we just all live together in peace? Well, yes and no. We all have to learn lessons, right? And we all have a blueprint when we come in that we need to adhere to um, so we can each learn. I'm not into the whole separation thing either because then it, it robs me of a chance to learn how I am projecting my energy forward and what thoughts I'm holding inside that are creating my physical reality. No more separation or let's, let's practice. unification. I I love how you framed it and and that you said that you've experienced it too. And I have too. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I learned about being an empath, I, there was a point in time that I used it to separate from, you know, others who are not and to kind of justify why I don't want to be with them. Yeah, which is sad because most empaths have a heightened sense of wanting to help, wanting to heal, wanting to protect. Mm -hmm. And when we separate ourselves from the other person, we are not doing any of those things. And we're not really truly living out our purpose to heal and protect and help others. And it starts with learning how to help ourselves because as empaths, you're right, is our it's our first thing. We wanna make others happy. We can't stand the pain, we can't stand the cruelty, we can't stand the you know, our earth suffering, our planet, our plants, our uh animals. We can't watch movies that have suffering or violence. A lot of us are really sensitive with that. The thing though is we're also very externally focused. So as empaths, we look outside to determine how we're going to feel inside. And that is separation. Mm -hmm. So that's the empath that is using the ego to separate because I give everything else so much power over me. I give the movie that I'm watching so much power over me. I give how you feel. And if you're having a bad day, so much power over me. I give the party that I go to and people are loud and and overwhelming so much power over me. So while we do want to talk a little bit about who is an empath and and understanding those aspects of an empath that are indeed a little different and they need some extra gentleness and some extra attention. At the same time, we want to remember that we are the ones that are giving our power away to those things to make us feel the way it does. So the solution isn't the things, although we could adjust our reality and we, we do create our reality, but it's coming back within and seeing how do I want to shift within what's here for me to look into so that I can navigate this reality a lot differently. Are we ready to dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. I love that. So can you um Tell us a little bit, what is the difference between empathy, having empathy and being an empath? Because a lot of people seem to be like, well, I'm empathetic. They're like, oh, I, 
I have a lot of compassion for others. Is that what we mean when we say an empath or is it, is there a slight difference? Well, what you just described would be closer to empathy. When you see someone hurt, your, your heart goes out and you're like, Oh, how, you know, I feel bad for you. Or can I help you? Or maybe even just a, Oh dear. Hmm. You know, some kind of reaction is usually your general response of compassion where when you're an empath, you generally sense it in your body first, you feel it, or you have like an intuitive hit prior to thinking about, oh, wow, that person hurt themselves. It's almost like you could have your back turned and already know that something occurred behind you without having to hear it because it's non-audible communication. Yes, you can get visual clues, of course, like body language or even tone of voice can give you hints as to what you're actually receiving for information. But the information comes in it, usually in a, a non-physical form. You can't hear it. You can't really see it. You just sense it by emotions and or thought patterns that come in. Sometimes I even get songs that come to my mind that kind of give me insight into what I'm feeling or seeing or sensing. So it could be different for every empath, but the, the point is, is that as empaths, we have a heightened nervous system. So we're generally a little bit more, I wouldn't say on edge, but just a little bit more, our nervous system's a little more peaked. Um, we're ready to receive that information at all times. And we, we are receiving it at all times on a subconscious level, whether we know it and or want it, it yeah. does happen. Moving forward, we need tools to help us. <laughs> You, you said it perfectly, Gilly. It's like this, we're highly perceptible in all our senses. It's this extra awareness of all the different senses and above the five senses as well. Right. So we could be very clairvoyant or all the other clairs could be very developed. And whether we realize it or not, it could, if we don't realize it, it could be overwhelming. Because yeah. there is all this information that we're feeling and we're already, the receptors in our nervous system are already heightened. So now we're getting the information and then it really brings in this high stimulation in our nervous system, which can then manifest in physical symptoms, fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, a lot of pain in the body, addictions, because we don't know how to cope with all these emotions emotional eating, addictive relationships, on and on and on. A lot of different ways where we're trying to compensate for this extra sense of being vulnerable. Yeah. It can feel like a weakness unless we land into these conversations in some way or another and realize it's actually our strength. I love that. I love what you just said. Um, because it can be seen as a weakness. And most of the time are the people around us who aren't aware of what an empath is or are not empaths themselves will make you think differently of yourself. You'll be of, in that victim mentality of, I've got this label, I'm too sensitive. I'm just going to go in my room and be by myself instead of harnessing that power to tap into that subtle energy and be um, a powerful healer in that moment, or just a powerful communicator in that moment. Yeah. Um, you do have the power. It's just when all that information is coming in and you already have your own things going on, it's, it's compounded and you're like, it's too much. I don't know what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what I'm doing. Oh my goodness. I'm just gonna go read a book. Maybe I don't know what I'm going to do. 
but I'm not going to be here anymore. So we need to learn how to clear that energy out of ourselves as well. Like whatever we're holding on to, we need to be cognizant of it, aware. Our awareness needs to be built up. And I really want to go back to that where we can give them some steps and a nice grounding exercise that you've created to bring that awareness back into within us. And before we get there, can we give people just a little bit of an idea of some experiences that they might be having? Uh, One that comes to mind right away for me is feeling that you feel a lot that things happen during the day and it's like you take them more seriously than others. People maybe can just go through life and during a day they things happen and they just keep moving along and it doesn't seem like it bothers them so much. Yet for you, it's like things linger a bit more and you your heart is processing mm-hmm. things and you need just a bit more time to process this loud voice, this tone of voice that your kid has had or your partner doing this and it's like you're feeling a little bit more interpreting a bit more needing a little more time to process and at times you might also feel like you get more emotional or that you cry and you're like what you're kind of blaming yourself because you're crying and you're like why am I so sensitive yet that's again the way you're body and your nervous system is releasing and is processing all that's all the input that's coming in yeah that's another reason why empaths need a good sleep cycle they need adequate sleep because well one your body is replenishing and regenerating while you sleep and healing itself but because we're taking all that extra sensory stimuli we need the time to just rest and be and not be in the thinking state not be in the receptive state even though you can receive things in your dreams and just allow yourself that space and even if you're in the heat of the moment with somebody saying hey i understand we're having a communication here it's not quite we're not quite connecting i'm going to take 15 minutes and just go be by myself for 15 minutes because i recognize in myself that i get very reactionary if i don't have that 15 minutes and i just fall into the flow or the energy the other person and i are sharing which isn't always a peaceful interaction so it's like okay i need that 15 minutes and then i'm so much more aware of what i'm actually feeling what i'm actually what my heart is actually telling me because i'm not re- reacting in a way that my heart wants me to react or that I, my true self wants to react so having that space is so important i'm so glad you mentioned that because it's one of the other signs uh, of being an empath is that you find that you if you don't have that time to process things or that alone time to really look into your feelings and and allow the process and the energy to move through that you get very reactive and maybe anger shows up and you are caught up in this cycle of just being really frustrated and angry and yelling and whatever it is, or you just go and hide and you want to shut down and and it's like a give up type of depression, right? So either the fighting or the fleeing, but very much in the in its intensity of more than you know like we all have fight or flight but for an empath it can really feel super heightened yeah. in the moment of the fighting or the anger of trying to react and and get their point across or in the moment of shutting down and being like i can't do this anymore this is just too much for me 
Yeah. And since empaths tend to see things on a, or sense things on a deeper level and have a deeper understanding. And let's say the other person you were speaking to is a little bit more on the surface level of their feelings and emotions and what they take in. It can be challenging to get your point across in a way that they're actually going to receive it because they just, they just can't simply see it that way. They're not at that level at that moment. Not that they couldn't ever get there. They're just not there right then. So it's like, you have to have that, that, um, I don't know, just cut yourself some slack, (laughs) cut the other person some slack, provide some grace and give that space. Yeah. Beautiful. So I'm going to mention a couple more things here. um, So people can start relating a bit more or not to being an empath. (laughs) And one thing I also want to clarify that you also um, talk about Gilly in uh, we're putting together this beautiful program called break free empaths and You've written down some beautiful things here um, that we're going to have available eventually uh, that an empath could be an introvert or an extrovert. So being an empath doesn't mean you are an introvert, which was something I initially had backwards thinking that an empath means you're shy, you're introverted, whatever. First of all, shy and introvert don't even go together necessarily. So that's a whole separate conversation though. So you could be an empath and be extroverted. You could be an empath and be introverted and extroverted and you could be an empath and be introverted so but an empath does feel like you usually like you felt throughout your life that you don't fit in which has been me (laughs) (laughs) two hands (laughs) you um feel overwhelmed by loud noises intense odors people who talk a lot uh you frequently get overwhelmed and anxious you could have been labeled sensitive shy or introverted uh arguments and yelling makes you ill uh you have chemical sensitivities uh or low tolerance to scratchy clothes the scratchy clothes has been a baffling thing that i've had since i was little nobody could understand why i couldn't wear wool sweaters that were itchy uh leggings that were in tights that were itchy I would burst and cry like cry 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 I can't wear this I can't stand it mommy (laughs) and everybody was like we've never seen this is is there like a diagnosis of some sort well come to find later that's what was happening in retrospect oh yeah there's so many things as a child that I did that I didn't understand my family didn't understand but now I'm like oh Okay. Mostly coming down to sleeping a lot because I had such a big family. It was so chaotic. I needed space. I needed quiet. I needed time to replenish. And I did that through sleeping and they, you know, it was assumed that something was wrong with me or I had ill health or something like that. No, (laughs) I just needed to recuperate. (laughs) I love that you're bringing that up so people can start relating, right? So imagine an empath growing up in a big family with lots of siblings, lots of things going on how do you find your quiet time that you need which is the you know the the very next one do crowds drain you and you need a lot of alone time to revive yourself so imagine growing up in that where you don't really even have this it's not like you're in a crowd and then you go home your home is already the crowd so sleep is the way to, to go to keep to stay revived and healthy and yet others are like oh she's sleeping too much Mm-hmm. Ah, so many <laughs> labels that we've given kids because we don't understand them. 
A quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the program Break Free Empaths, a 21-day online program created for empaths by empaths. This program was born from a collaboration of the minds and hearts of Gilly Henson and myself, Lita Sportel. We each found ourselves at many points in our lives in the midst of struggle and confusion, living in a world that has long mislabeled empaths as being overly sensitive, shy, or aloof people. It had become apparent that the labels once placed on us were outdated and actually not accurate. We both realized that the time had now come for compassion to rise up and to no longer see our intuitive abilities and sensitivities as a weakness, but as a much-needed strength in this world. This online course is designed to help sensitive, intuitive, compassionate souls like you break free from labels, emotions, and beliefs that no longer serve you and bring unity to your gifts. We're bringing our combined experience, tools, and practical steps to empower empaths to show up as they are and who they are. Not sure if you are an empath? Take the free online quiz to find out if you are an empath and to what degree and to see if the program Break Free Empaths is your next step towards the brave new you. Now let's get back to the episode. You know, I must say as an empath who's a bit introverted and extroverted, that's myself, I can get really jazzed up at a concert and feel really excited after being in a public location. Um, just heightened everything. I'm like, whoa, but going into it, I'm usually very like, oh, okay. Um, I'm going to need to ground myself. I'm going to need to say my prayers, seal my tube, do all the steps before I go in so I can have a good time. And then once I receive that energy and share that fun energy, I am like, you know, sky's the limit. (laughs) So going back to extrovert and introvert, um, you can be a bit of both. And you can enjoy large crowds. Maybe even an introvert could if they have, you know, taken the proper steps to go into that space. Exactly. So it's, we're not, I'm glad you're clarifying that because we're not saying you don't like crowds or you don't like concerts or you don't like parties. Uh, Because me being an introvert empath, I do enjoy being in parties. I do enjoy being in big Zoom calls or big, group calls or, or, or live calls, or I, that's my profession. I love that. And also socially, I love that. However, I do prefer one-on-one or smaller group for more intimate conversations, or I do prefer to have the stimulation of the big party and then to go in and have a more intimate conversation versus just being on surface. So that's a lot of the introverts versus extroverts too. Extroverts just love to be, they revive themselves in this sense of bigger conversations with many people. Introverts do love the more one-on-one or or smaller groups. And then, you know, they're reviving on their own. So it's all, we're just using labels just to understand ourselves better, not to reinforce separation. I I'm married to an extrovert, full on extrovert, like full, full on and learning how to live in harmony in that and respect each other's needs. And it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. And, but learning and loving each other in our differences and learning what unity could feel like in that is, is quite 
it's quite healing, quite amazing as it unfolds and as we're getting better at it. So, but I love that you brought that whole thing up. And I love that you shared about your husband because it is, you know, in a partnership, there's a balancing act going on generally. So yeah. it's really beautiful how you guys blend both. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to mention just a couple more things and then feel free to add anything else that comes to mind. Uh, empaths do tend to startle easily. Like we, we, we jump easily, right? Um, it's like, yeah. oh, what's happened? Uh, or the sense of high, being, again, on, on hyper vigilance, hyper alert. Uh, we could um, tend to socially isolate. That could show up because, again, we feel like we don't know how to navigate other people's emotions because one of the things that I really need to mention is that we absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms. Something I was dealing with when I was health coaching and doing psychotherapy, I would absorb my client's symptoms and then I would go home feeling drained, feeling all the different things that my client was feeling. And it was not a good, it was not a good situation. And empaths love to help. So it's just interesting where we tend to be in professions that we help others, whether we're coaches or therapists or healers or teachers or whatever it is, working at a shelter with animals, we'd love to help. Yet at the same time, we absorb. So it's like this, it can feel like this being between a rock and a hard place because I want to help. Yet when I go and help, I take everybody else's stuff. And then I go home and I feel like crap. So what do I do? Do I stop helping? So um, a big piece of, of, again, why I want to talk about this is so that we can land into our truth, which is we want to help. We're here to help while at the same time really knowing where my wholeness is and where I'm leaking part of it. Leaking energy. Yeah, that is definitely one of the tools that we will uncover because that is a that is a wonderful concept to know and learn as an empath mm-hmm. um, or just a human being in general <laughs> where does your energy leak out and where where is it going and can you call it back to yourself you can okay. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question <laughs> yeah oh, so did you want to add a couple more things maybe um from your experience or from the little you've created here gilly well, I was looking at the questions and I'm glad you mentioned the one, do you startle easily, easily? Because I definitely do. And I always thought something was wrong. You know, I'm like, why am I always so on edge? And it's just, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you, you're just pretty hyper aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Um, so if anyone else feels that way, don't feel bad. It's okay. <laughs> now, absorbing people's emotions and symptoms. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've had numerous roommates over the years. Um, now my roommate's my husband, but roommates, you know, and you don't always know what your roommate's going through necessarily. Maybe you talk a lot, maybe you don't, but you can still get affected by the energy they're carrying. And if they're, they do have an illness and a strong one at that with some very strong mental patterns behind it, you can then absorb them. And I did have that experience when I was a bit younger that led to a pretty big health crisis. Now, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that's what was happening. And I didn't know it for years that that was what was happening. I'm glad you mentioned that. I just kind of wanted to to give you a little hurrah there because it's really important to understand that you can absorb those. And if you are, let's say you're in a profession where you're helping others, you're caregiving or providing counseling, you don't have to stop. 
you just need to be able to, and I don't want to be like, oh, be separate, but separate out what is yours, what is actually what you're dealing with, what you're working through, and what you're sensing from outside of you. Because you can still, you can be very effective in those professions with your own empowered self. Yeah, and I'm glad you went back to that, Gilly, because you really inspired me to go a bit deeper in this conversation to see that whatever it is that I'm picking up from somebody else, let's say I'm picking up something from my client or my roommate or you know my friend that I'm talking to on the phone and she's having a hard time or my mom or whatever. As an empath, yes, we absorb it a lot more than another person would, but it's not just the other person's stuff I'm absorbing. Because if it wasn't mine to begin with, I wouldn't have a receptor for it. So anything that I am really taking on, there is a belief system, there is a emotional receptor of some sort that allows this to come in. So yeah, I absorbed a lot from my parents growing up and a lot of illnesses in the family came all here. But it's not, to me, it's not accurate to say that I absorbed it from them and, and it was their energy that just came and landed here because I know that we are conscious, not conscious, but I know we choose everything that we experience in this life. Unconsciously, I was absorbing it, but on another level, I have consciously chosen all this. So I have chosen to be in a body, in a nervous system that is so sensitive and that is going to absorb my families and my the lineage of, of trauma and of illnesses and of all the traumatic things I've experienced and that I will be in a body that has gone through cancer and all the different things. At the moment, it doesn't appear so. It doesn't appear that it's absorbed energy. It doesn't appear that I'm choosing any of this. It, 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 I'm like completely at the whim of, of things. Mm-hmm. But when we really look back and we look at the work of A Course in Miracles and the conversations that we're having in this group, we know that anything that I absorb on some level or another, it's also mine. It's just what happens is by me seeing it in you, I now make it more real in me. So if I'm already anxious and then you're having a panic attack, right? I don't have to take on the panic attack, but the fact that I'm going to feel my anxiety even more is because I, I I choose in that moment to do that. So I think for an empath is really the empowerment is to see that on an unconscious level, there's that choice that I'm going to give my power away to you and I'm going to feel your panic attack. I'm going to feel your misery. I'm going to feel how you're sad and your life is falling apart that you're really loud and stimulating and overwhelming me I'm choosing to allow that to come and land into my receptors of either my misery my own sense of my life falling apart my own sense of anxiety my own sense of loudness of my ego in me Mm -hmm. I see the ego in you perfect way of putting it Lita because it was my ego at play that it, the person whom I was living with was purely an example and an outward expression 
of what I was feeling inwardly and the thought processes I had been holding for all of my life, it, it just all came to a head and she was the catalyst yeah. for me to see it. Um, well, the illness was the catalyst, but she was the, the I don't know what you would call that, but she, she helped push that forward for me so I could learn those lessons. But it was, I had an option at that point. Yeah. Do I see it as happening to me or for me? Yep. I chose for me. And it allowed me to evolve into a whole other person. A whole other perspective came into my life after that point. So I'm very grateful for her and that experience. It didn't feel like it at the time, though. (laughs) Time for that and to see our own projections on the other person that it wouldn't, ultimately, an empath wouldn't be bothered or wouldn't feel the other person's stuff if it, it was not in them at all. Right. Like you said, you you have to have a receptor for it, right? So somewhere inside of you, you've built up maybe a slight belief in that or a pattern of behavior that might be quiet, but it's there. No, no. I mean, I'm just thinking how deep we can go with this because I I hear people's questions being like, well, are you saying then, because empaths tend to have intimate relationships with narcissists. We we see that dynamic a lot. So it's like the empath now is asking, well, are you saying I'm a narcissist then? Because I am with a narcissist. So is there a receptor for narcissism or like what's narcissistic about me? So it's not always that clear cut of you having in you what the other person has, but maybe it's a version of, or, or, aspect of what the other person is showing you that you are doing within yourself right so the way that i i see that is that if the other person is not compassionate with you doesn't understand like you were saying earlier like the empath feels deeply wants a deeper understanding the other person is more surface maybe they don't get the depth of why you're so sensitive their inability to have compassion bothers you because you have an ability to understand you. You can understand everybody else. You have compassion for everybody else. Your person doesn't have compassion for anybody else. That bothers you because you don't have compassion towards you. So in that, even the whoever is outside of us is a mirror of something within us if we're willing to see it. And it's not necessarily that I don't have compassion for, or or that it doesn't mean I'm narcissistic in any way, but maybe within myself, there is an aspect here that I might need to do a little digging to find. And when I do find that, then I think the empath becomes really empowered because they know where that leak was. And then they can bring awareness to it. And then they can redirect that into their strength. like that. I like that a lot. That's perfectly said. Self-compassion is a big part of it. And um, I think I feel like the narcissist conversation is a really big one. And it's kind of a hot button topic that we could totally explore for the next two hours. (laughs) We should have a separate one on that. Agreed. Agreed. Next, Gilly walked us through a wonderful meditation, which you will find inside the program Break Free Empaths. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get back to the conversation. And I just want to close today with a beautiful affirmation um, from uh, Judith, uh, Dr. Judith Orloff. She's done a really beautiful research 
in the empath world. Uh, she's really at the forefront of these conversations. I love her work. And I also like to add our own twist to it that's from unity consciousness. So in any way that I read somebody else's work and I feel that I want more unity to it, I bring more unity to it. And then I use their tools. And that's what we're creating together, Gilly, in the program Break Free Empaths is this work where we're using all the genius minds work that they've done, but we also bring our own um, feeling and understanding of, of unity even more in it. So I want to close with this affirmation. I vow to honor my sensitivities and treat myself lovingly as I explore what it means to be an empath and embrace my gifts. I will appreciate myself each day, which is really beautiful because it's bringing us back to the gifts that you have as an empath. You need to start to be the one first to embrace them and to explore what it means that you are an empath and treat yourself lovingly in that and appreciate every day yourself for that. And then you, you will be revealed all the ways that you're here to show up in that. That's right. That's right. I love that. I have nothing else to say. That was beautiful. That was perfect. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Gilly. And thank you, everyone, that uh, you were part of this conversation and that, that you will be part of this conversation uh, in this time and space reality. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back with more. So thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the whole Wellness Method show. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope it provided you with insights, ahas, and practical steps. You will find all the links mentioned in this episode in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Also, if you found this episode helpful and you can think of other people who might benefit from this, please share it with them. You can even take a screenshot of this episode and then post it in your social media or in your Instagram stories and tag me. I would love to connect with you there. And I would also love it if you go and rate this show, the whole Wellness Method show. And you give us also a review that will tell the podcast algorithm that people are enjoying this show and it will help us rank higher, which means more people can find these conversations and we can create a bigger ripple effect together. See you next time.